toleration be the love before pride and exaltation be the love be the love you are listening to be the love to awaken our souls we are souls on the journey and our mission is to awaken all humans to a higher state of consciousness and live vibrantly as spiritual beings We are here to open up the conversation to heal, awaken, and connect ourselves and the planet to a higher vibration of love frequency. I am Stacey Musial. And I am Brenda Carey. And we are your co-hosts at Be The Love Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and ascending with us. It starts with you. Everything you need is within you. This is your time. This is Adrienne Elise of the Supernova Soul Tribe. This is Nicholas David Mann. Namaste. My name is Nistella Joy Davy. This is Ron Interpreter, and you're listening to Be the Love Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Be the Love to Awaken Our Souls. This episode is sponsored by Tom Palladino with Scalar Light. Sign up and receive your 30-day free Scalar Light healing at scalarlight.com. And you can listen to our interviews and find out more about Tom and the amazing benefits and healing potential in numbers 73 and 78. I've personally been receiving the scalar energy daily and I've really noticed the shifts in my energy, including chakra balancing, energy clearing, and nutrient support, not to mention deeper sleep. And it's also a gift that I've been able to provide for my family. I am Stacey Musial. And I am Brenda Carey with our special guest, Christine Groth. We are your co-hosts and souls on the journey. We would like to thank our Patreon supporters for allowing this weekly conscious conversation. We are so grateful for all the support we have received with monthly donations on Patreon, the five-star written reviews on iTunes, and the connection with our Awakening Souls Facebook community. We are on a mission to raise the consciousness of humans and the planet, and we need your help. Please spread the word to your family and friends and join us each week. And if you like what you hear, support us in a way that raises your vibration to love. And if it feels safe for you, I'd like to begin by inviting you to get centered with us. I'd like to begin to invite you to take a beautiful cleansing breath in through your nose and out through your mouth releasing anything that is keeping you from being present. And take another breath in through your nose and breathe in calm, peaceful, loving energy and breathing out anything you are ready to release in this moment. And take one more breath in through your nose, breathing in light and love for yourself. And breathing out that light and love and imagine it's being sent to all of humanity, remembering that you always, always have your breath to come back to. Our guest today is Christine Groth. She is an intuitive energy healer, archangel life coach, spiritual teacher, and best-selling author. Her fiction books in the Soul Healing series, Soliloquy and Solilitude, 
weave together her love of women's fiction and romance with her knowledge and experience in spirituality and healing. For over 20 years, Chris has worked with clients all over the world through healing sessions, classes, and sound healing meditations, and now through these books. She brings this healing wisdom to a wider audience. Welcome, Christine, to our show. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, can you tell us about your journey and what has led you down this spiritual path? I think I've always had a sense that there was there was more to what was being shown to me. Like I always had a feeling that there was more out there in the universe, that there was more to life and we're supported on more than just our physical level. So I've I've always been kind of drawn to angels and to things that were a little bit different. Um, but it wasn't until my background as an occupational therapist working in healthcare, and I was, you know, in that traditional medical model, but it just didn't really, it felt like there was, we were missing something. And so I started studying different healing modalities and then kind of, you know, shifted to more of that energy healing and then the, the emotional, spiritual aspect of healing. And so that my journey kind of, led me that way professionally and personally. And then the more that I was working with healing and the more that my spiritual journey, they moved together. So as I progressed personally and professionally, my spirituality and intuition opened up as well. And so uh, it's it's kind of progressed from there. So that would say it's at least been 20 years that things have really been opening up for me as, as a healer and, and also um personally in my own uh, spiritual healing journey as well. Thank you for, for sharing that. And so I'd like to hear just a little bit more about just that spiritual awakening or opening that you talk about. It sounds like that might, and I'm just guessing here, maybe a, being a catapult to some of the stuff we'll be talking about today. So I'm just curious about that piece. Well, it was you know, I've been working as a healer for many years and, you know, learned the modalities and I was, you know, had my hands on people and, and things were happening, but I didn't really, like, it didn't connect with me that I was, I was channeling healing or that, you know, that there was more happening than was just, okay, I'm, I'm helping them with their pain. But once I started, you know, opening up my own spirituality and tapping into more of my intuition, realized that, wow, you know, all of this healing energy is there for all of us. And when we can open up to receive that, we can heal on deeper levels. So healing more, more than the physical problems, but in the, the emotional issues that surround us, that the past trauma, the limiting beliefs that, you know, all of these things work together, that we're, we're not just these one dimensional beings where, you know, there's so much more to us. And when we start peeling back the layers and we open up to, to see the bigger picture, then so much more can happen. And so big part of that healing journey for myself, you know, exploring all of the different layers for myself, because I, I can't help someone else heal what I'm not willing to go through myself. So working on my own healing and then being able to guide other people through that as well. And then, you know, that led to, so starting off with, individual healing sessions, but then get my community was asking for more. So then opening up to teaching classes and, and having workshops and now even books. So because there's not just one way for us to, to share these, these ideas and, and these gifts and the, the healing energy and the, and the love and the light. And, you know, we can find, you know, 
millions of different ways to to bring that out. And I think that's what we're all being called to do is to to step forward and and share that love and share that light and and help each other through all that is happening. Yes, I so appreciate your bringing up that point of there's so many different ways to share the love and the light, whether it's classes or workshops or your your books. And I'm really curious about this transition into fictional writing, because I feel like that's kind of a unique aspect. There's a lot of nonfiction mm-hmm. um, type of spiritual energy healing type books, but I'm really curious about the fictional stories. How did that come to be? Did that come out of what your community was asking for or from someplace else? Well, I've always been drawn to fiction myself. I've been a uh... You know, a, a book lover always had my nose in a book from the time I was very small. So that's I resonate more with the fiction stories. And that's kind of the way that my my brain works. I process things as as stories and, you know, like imagining, you know, how something would happen and, you know, kind of the movie playing through my head and things like that. I actually never expected to write a book since I was in college, thought that I, I wasn't a writer. I, I took one composition class and and had a bad experience and from then took on the belief that I wasn't a writer. I was no good at writing. Words were not my friend. And so for 20 years, believed that was true. And I was in a meditation one night. It was summer solstice. I remember it perfectly clearly. I, I got this really strong message from an angel saying that within the next year, you'll be writing a book. And I was like, oh, you're kidding me. I, I'm not a writer. This can't be for me. This this is mistaken. And But it kept, you know, kept coming that no, in, within, within the next year, you will write a book. And, but I said, well, I don't know the first thing about writing a book. I have no idea what I would write about. I don't know the process. I don't know any of that. But I didn't say no, that the message kept coming to me. And I was like, okay, I'll just set this aside. I don't know what to do with this, but you know, if it's going to happen, you'll have to bring me more information. And, and so I think it was about six months later that all of a sudden the ideas started coming for what a book could be. And, and then class came up of how to write a book and, you know, all of these helpful people started lining up and everything falling into place. And, and yeah, before that one year anniversary of when I got that message, the book was, was done. So how this came to be, it was the story that needed to be told just came right through me. So that, that first book kind of wrote itself. I really didn't have intention of, okay, I want to write a book about healing. I want to, you know, include spirituality and I want all of this. It was, this was the story that that came through me that wanted to be told. And it, it came really quickly and <laughs> it was kind of out of control, <laughs> but that was what wanted to be told. But I think that the beauty of it is that we do learn through story and, you know, through how many thousands of years people have handed down these teachings through stories. And it's kind of a part of our culture that has gotten a little bit sidetracked or even a little bit lost that, you know, we think of, you know, spiritual teachings as being nonfiction because it's true. And yet when you weave those into a story, it's, it's a way for people to recognize that, Oh, if it works that way for this character, maybe that will work for me too. Or you see through the character's journey in the story, how, how she's able to work through her issues and the challenges that she faces. And, and you recognize that, oh, you know what, I've been through something similar and, you know, I can, I can relate to that. And it, it makes it real. It makes it achievable. And it's something that we can see ourselves 
in that character and we can also see how we could apply that to our lives. And so I think there's there's something magical that happens with a fiction story where you're kind of immersed in it and it makes it seem more real and more doable. Absolutely. I think, yeah, our brains, we are, we're meant to remember stories and we really do learn through stories and that's really beautiful. So it sounds like you had this spiritual download, so to speak, Mm -hmm. which can be used so powerful as when you receive those and you step forth in that, the, I think, you know, that's a way that spirit carries you into that story. And, and it seems almost effortless. That's actually how this podcast came to be. There is the spiritual download and it was just this powerful message and, you know, jumping into that, you know, everything flowed from there. But when we really tap into that message, we, you know, can magic can start to happen. And there's this different mission. I never thought I would have a podcast in my life. That wasn't something I was, you know, looking at. And I'm, I'm curious, is it the soul illiquy? Is that the first book that you were had mm-hmm. written that received that? Yeah. I'd love to hear just more about just the story behind that. I was reading on your website, just how it's a unique and powerful combination of lovers of Brene Brown and Dan Millman, two beautiful, like, you know, people in the world. Uh, it's like a woman's version of the way of the peaceful warrior. I just love that. Can you tell us a little bit more about just the the story behind that mm-hmm. so soliloquy is a, a story of of lily and in the beginning she she has everything she ever thought she wanted and yet she's not happy and you know she feels empty and she doesn't know what to do about it and she's led to meet an energy healer who helps her to learn how to connect to her soul and to begin to find her answers and so it takes you on her journey of healing and the struggle that she has in learning how to connect with her soul so there are journal entries in each chapter and as she is trying to learn how to um how to make this connection how to how to receive the guidance and and know what it's telling her and you know sometimes she sits in meditation and she's sitting there and sitting there in crickets you know it's like she wants the answers she's she's asking the questions but she's not hearing it and so i mean how many of us have have been there i mean <laughs> mm. and so it's you, we can all relate to this struggle of what it's like when you when you're starting out on this journey and you're looking for these answers and and it's hard to sort it out sometimes and you know she's she's questioning her her profession she's questioning her relationships she's questioning what she wants in life and a lot of these answers come from the the energy healing part where she's looking at the things that she was told as a, as a child that, you know, you, you can't do that. You're not good enough for that. You need to do this because this is, this is what's expected of you. And, and so she had changed her beliefs to fit what her, her family and, and her community expected of her. But, and so when she had all of that, she wasn't happy and it's, you know, she needed to really dig deep to find out what what was it that she really wanted, even if it was different than what everyone else wanted for her. And so, you know, we're going on this journey with her as she's discovering herself and she's discovering her purpose and her passion in life and what would really make her happy. Yeah, I feel so many people can relate to that discovering, like discovering who we really are. And I think that's a very common theme, especially for our listeners. And I'm, I love how you brought that into, I mean, a very real 
situation, but in, in a fictional story. So I'm wondering, like, what's the inspiration? Like you use like that example, like what are your inspirations for some of your stories that you base the books on? Is it personal? Is it something you kind of see out in the world or like, where do you get your inspiration from? Well, it's a, a combination of, of what I've experienced as a healer working with my clients and, and what they've gone through, but also my own personal healing experiences. So I've kind of woven it all together. So uh, throughout the book, there are healing sessions where it's like a real session where if someone was wondering what it's like to receive energy healing, you're you're hearing what Lily's experiencing, but also the issues that are coming up that, you know, the sadness that comes forward or the, the pain she experienced from a past experience or whatever trauma might have been. So it's it's weaving together some of the things that I have worked with my clients on, but also some of my own things that have come up that, you know, we all experience these things in different ways or another, no matter what stage we're in in life, we we have times when old beliefs start bubbling up and we realize that, you know what, that really doesn't fit anymore. What do I really believe? Or, you know, times when, you know, old trauma is triggered and we need to look at that and, okay, can we get rid of that old baggage and really allow ourselves to be free from the past? And, okay, well, now what do we want to create? And so these are things that we all go through through throughout our journey. And so it's it's really my inspiration comes from everywhere, from professionally, from personally, and, and from what I see in, in the community as well, because it's really, it's all of our stories and they're all just woven together. That's really beautiful. Yeah. And, and I can imagine just, you know, as someone is reading something like this and really connecting to the story on a deeper level, it can really help them connect and take the story and the message into their life Mm -hmm. and create deeper meaning and their own purpose and maybe finding solutions in a way that maybe they didn't think there were solutions or didn't think they could get out of this, you know, tough situation, like an abusive relationship. I saw that was one of your books and those are real life situations and, and can be very disheartening and feel like there is no out mm-hmm. at the time but having an inspiring story to help them on their soul journey sounds like it would really help in yeah. many ways the second book solicitude is about uh, a woman who's escaping an abusive relationship and through the healing process in that one you know we're we're seeing the the pattern of abuse from her childhood that that is carrying over now into her adult relationships and she meets someone that you know is is really a good person and he's dealing with his things too so they're both on a healing journey but what the part that that both of them are uh, realizing is we are shaped by our past experiences. And sometimes we get stuck in a pattern and we think that, okay, this is just our life. You know, if someone had an abusive past and they're, they're stuck in that cycle, they feel like that's just the way that their life is going to be, that they, they constantly attract people that, that will treat them badly. And that that's just the way that it is. And yet when you begin to heal 
the past and you you see things more clearly that you know healing the the self-worth and and healing the beliefs that she had about herself she begins to to shift how she sees herself and what she really deserves that she really does deserve to be treated well she really does deserve to be loved and and to have a healthy relationship and and so we're going through that process with her but it also shows us that we do have the power to change and to find a different way of being that we don't have to be stuck in the the cycle of the past. We can create a different trajectory in our life and move in a completely different direction. But we need to do that healing work to, to get to that point where we can move on to something that is more in alignment with our truth. Mm, I love that. I love how you're able to communicate very real traumas from past, like you say, being stuck in an old pattern that we want to change. And true, we can stay in that stagnant energetic place for many, many years, but also having, you know, this light of how we can create more meaning and purpose and direction in our lives. And Sometimes it does take the imagination, like an opening of the mind, if you will, to do that. And it's just amazing that your stories provide that opportunity for people. Do you have any like real life examples of how your stories or healing sessions have supported someone in their own healing journey? Like, have you received any of those? Yeah, I, I've had uh, several people contact me saying that they felt the the healing energy while they were reading the book, or that they resonated uh, so deeply with the experiences of the characters, and and they could see how it inspired them to make changes in their lives. So I've been hearing it from many many people that even though it's a, a fiction story, it changed their life reading it, and that just you know makes my heart so full to to hear that. That's really what it's all about. When we can we can share the message and let someone else receive what they need from it and make a positive change. So. That's really beautiful. And it sounds like you're really touching a lot of lives. And, you know, as your books are moving out, it's helping people really find that inspiration they need. And so I'm wondering too, I mean, just the stories and how it can, you know, really connect on that soul level. I'm wondering how, you know, maybe the importance of that soul connection and, you know, finding that deeper purpose and meaning and direction for someone. What is, what do you think that's about? What do you think, how, what the importance of that is? Well, without connecting to ourselves, then we're, we're just like floating along blind, uh, just following with the crowd and not really like Lily find ourselves in a place where, you know what, I'm not happy with this. I'm, I feel empty. None of this is fulfilling me. And, you know, I don't know why. So it, when we're not connected and we're not listening to what our soul is guiding us for or what our soul wants for us, then we're, we're just going along with what's popular or what's expected or what other people say. And it may not be what resonates with us at all. And so we may find ourselves feeling lost or feeling miserable or feeling just discontent with whatever is happening. And it's when we can really tune into ourselves and, okay, you know, what feels good for me? What feels right for me? And then you know, take steps toward that, that's when we begin to, to find that, that peace within ourselves or in that the joy in our lives and find the things that, that make our lives meaningful. It comes from, from within us and we, we can't find our own answers 
outside. We need to go in to find what is our truth because it is not the same for everybody. And we each need to um, to make our own connections and find our own answers. And we can only do that ourselves. Nobody else can give us our answers. But in taking that time to to connect with ourselves, whether it's meditation or maybe it's journaling or maybe it's going for a walk outside or, you know, just, you know, allowing your yourself to quiet and, you know, separate from from all of the, the noise of the world around us and and really listen to, um, you know, okay, what is deeper within me that wants to be shared that, you know, what what does make me happy and what does want to come out and be seen and be heard and what would be meaningful for me? I resonate with all of those connective practices of meditation and journaling and taking a walk outside. Those are all things that I love to do for myself as well. So I can really focus inward. Otherwise, I get caught up by what's going on outside of me and looking for that external validation. So you mentioned this this process of connecting inward. So I'm curious as an author, and if there's anyone of our listeners that, you know, thinks, well, maybe, maybe I might want to write a book and maybe that's, you know, in the cards for me at some point. Is there a certain process you go through to prepare for writing or is it just like instantaneous kind of here it is and quick, hopefully I have a, you know, pen and paper, my computer to jot it down? Or is there an actual like process that you do to connect inward first and then the writing comes? How does that work? So lots of different ways. So you you can start with journaling and just, you know, whatever, whatever is coming through and kind of get used to writing, you know, writing what thoughts you have, writing what ideas come, but also then opening up a channel of that inspiration that if something begins to download or channel through you that you can write that down as well. But when I was writing soliloquy, I would light a candle and I would sit and do a little meditation before I would start writing so that I was in that energy, in that flow and, and opening up the channel for it to come, for the story to come through. And and that I, I needed to do that every time if I if I was really trying to sit and think about, okay, what comes next? What what happens next? And that's where I would get stuck. And it it was if I if I took time to really open up and connect, then the flow of the story would would come through more easily. So that was one practice that I did with that book. I would also say with that first book that came all on its own that, you know, the, the story just came through and it was it was divinely guided the whole way. And my second book, I had a different practice. The ideas came in. But then I did write an outline and a just a basic structure for the story. And, and then as things came through while I was writing, it, it fit into that outline. So it was more of a combination. There was a little bit more planning with it, but it was still the story was still channeled in to fit in with that framework. So there, there's lots of different ways to do it. I guess just being open to the different ways. Some people need more structure in their writing and, and need to, you know, have a, a really, you know, big outline and a big plot and plan and everything organized and, and other people just, you know, can open up to the flow of inspiration and download the whole thing. So I guess being, being open and accepting of whatever is your way and whatever works for you and give it a try. I, you know, went into this thinking I wasn't a writer at all. And so part of my process 
as I went along was, was healing some of those blocks that would come up, you know, the, the beliefs that, oh, you're not good enough for this, or what are you thinking writing a book? You don't know anything about this and nobody's going to want to hear what you, what you have to say. And, you know, all of those things do come up throughout the process. And, and what I'm finding is that comes up for everybody as, as we're creating something, whether it's, whether it's a podcast or a book or, or a class, you know, that those beliefs of the imposter syndrome, they tend to pop up as, as we're working through these things, but it's an opportunity to, to heal that for ourselves and to reconnect more with, okay, what is really true for me? If I'm being guided to write this book and everything is lining up for me, then who am I to say no and, and stop this process? It's coming to me for a reason. And, and I had to get over myself and trust that, okay, they're bringing this to me for a reason. Somebody needs to hear this and I need to take responsibility and, and follow through and, and bring it to them so that that message can be heard. I'm uh, just loving that. My belief, I think we we do live in a creative universe and, you know, we're all here to create something. And, you know, I think there's a lot of, you know, underlying beliefs that a lot of people hold that I'm just not creative. I, you know, and, and, but we're all creating. And, and so it's also about getting out of our own way. And when you can really tune into that divine inspiration and get the mind out of the way, you know, the mind is always telling the stories of, but I'm not good enough. I'm, you know, that's not a divine story, right? The universe isn't going to be telling us we have to recognize that is the ego coming in. That is is the, those thoughts that, you know, we have 60,000 thoughts per day and we have to choose which ones we want to really tune into. And the universe is always sending us messages. And sometimes they're just super subtle. Sometimes they're like, bam, there's this like, you know, download, here you go, you know, and tapping into that and then moving out of your own way. And, you know, working with that energy of, you know, maybe some of those blocks that are coming up. And I'm wondering if there are certain energy tools that you use to help move through those blocks as they do come up. Part of it is, well, I have a practice of meditation where I work with angels a lot. That's Angels are my thing. So I, I call in angels to help me tune into what the block is, help me to understand it. Because a lot of times I need to understand if it's a limiting belief, I need to know what, what is that belief. And sometimes even where it comes from in order to be able to, to shift it. Not always. Sometimes there is something that you can shift without, without understanding but I ask my angels and guides to, to help me to have the awareness that I need in order to shift something and clear it and heal it. And then what is the new belief that is true for me and connecting with my soul for, for that clarification? Okay, what, what is true for me? What is the belief that I want to be embodying as I move forward? And then affirming that belief. So if it's that, okay, I am good enough to write this book. I do have something that people want to say. And then then affirming that for myself and repeating that until I, I believe it. You mentioned that you you call in angels and spiritual guides. I'm curious, like, when did that start? Was that something you've always had a curiosity about since childhood or something later in life? Like, when did that enter into your your spiritual journey? I've always been drawn to angels, but I had an experience in a, a healing class where I was the one on the table and, and that there were a couple of people that were facilitating the healing. And 
I had an experience with an angel and I'm, I'm more of a feeler. That's my, um, my strongest sense. So I was feeling things, but I, you know, didn't know what it was, but one of the, the people that was, um, helping with the healing was clairvoyant and she was describing to me, Oh, you have this huge angel that's with you and they're doing this and they're touching you here. And what she was describing, I was feeling in my body and it was, you know, so perfectly aligned that I, I couldn't question it. It kind of blew my doubts away and made me want, I wanted, I want more of that. I I want to understand that I want. So then I was taking more classes on, on angels and, and intuition and, and energy healing. And so that kind of just got things going for me, but as a feeler, and also part of my nature is, is I, I doubt things. I second guess things. I have to, I have to research something and it has to make sense with what I'm experiencing in order for me to really trust. So it took me a really long time to, um, to open up my intuition, even though now I know it was right there all along. I was feeling everything, but I didn't know what I was feeling. I was feeling energy, but I didn't know that that's what I was feeling because it was in my body. And, you know, I'm just, yeah, I'm feeling lots of things all the time. And I, I didn't have an, I wasn't able to discern it because there was, it's just all this feeling, but I went through a long process of connecting with angels. I, I had to do one, one at a time, like one per month so that I could get a sense of what they felt like. And that helped me also to begin trusting my intuition, because if I called in Archangel Michael every night in my meditation, and I was, you know, feeling this sensation here in my body and, and then I would write it down so I didn't forget. So then the next night I would call him in again and I was, you know, experiencing something and I wrote it down. And then as I looked through my notes, realizing that, oh, you know what? Every time I am, I'm sensing this, maybe that's Archangel Michael and then switched to a different angel and then, you know, wrote down my experiences with that one and then beginning to sense, okay, so even though I'm feeling it in my body they each feel a little bit differently, or maybe I'm receiving something a little differently. And then I began to trust more what I was feeling, but then also added in a knowing because then if I was feeling this, I knew it was Archangel Michael. And if I was feeling that, I knew that was Raphael. And so then my intuitive senses begin to expand because then I was not only feeling, but I was knowing. And so but it all came with a lot of practice and a lot of over and over and over again before I not only expanded my what I was sensing, but to develop that trust, the, the trust with myself and also the trust with the guidance that I was receiving. I love that. And I just want to say, I love your wings for, for <laughs> listeners. I know you can't see these wings, but they're the most beautiful angel wings behind her, behind Chris. But I think that, you know, what you say, it's, it really does come down to trust, right? And trusting that we're not making this up, but there's, you know, the feeling that we have or however someone perceives it. So it might be, you know, auditory. So there's, there's different ways, but it's, it's really about getting to know ourselves in that intuition and what feels right. And yeah, trusting in the messages and the, the sensations that we receive and learning to and practice that consistency, I think, you know, mm-hmm. takes a lot of dedication to to, to step into that, to begin yeah. building that relationship. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, 
like me in meditation or if you're in the grocery store and you're trying to decide between two things, which which one feels right, you know, tuning into yourself, even for those simple decisions, that's how you begin to, um, you know, develop that trust for yourself and, and also that that connection with your deeper knowing that it doesn't have to be about the the huge life decisions of, you know, what, what is my purpose or, or, you know, what kind of relationship do I want? You know, it, it can be about the simple things. Okay. Should I, should I go for a walk or should I take a nap? You know, what, what feels right? Should I have this for supper or should I have this for supper? You know, it's what is in alignment with me for right now, you know, tuning into that, that, that we can, the more that we practice that and the more that even with the things that don't really matter, does, does it matter if I choose this or choose this? But if we practice with the things that don't matter, then, then we're more likely to trust it when it does matter, you know, need to know if we're, if we should stay in a relationship or, or leave or, or take this job or move across the country, you know, those are the big decisions. And if we can't trust ourselves, even with, with choosing what to have for dinner, how are we going to trust ourselves with making life-changing decisions? So I think I think the best way is to, to start out small and really exercise that intuitive muscle so that we can we can trust ourselves and get used to tuning into what it feels like when something feels right and what it feels like when it doesn't. I love that learning to trust our intuition. It's so important. Because there are so many people, and and I've done this myself, where I'm looking for the you know external answer outside of me. When I know deep down, it's time for me to slow down. First of all, do a kind of a ch- internal check in. I mean, I find that I am constantly distracted or overstimulated. And uh, do you have any suggestions for our listeners who find themselves like in this place of it's so hard for me? to tune in and to do that inward process. Is there something that you rely on to help with resisting sort of the distractions and the overstimulation that our world just kind of naturally brings in? Is there something you rely on? Well, I think we each need to find our our self-care practices and, and ways that we can disconnect and really take care of ourselves. And that may be different for everybody. For me, I like to go for a walk as a way of just, you know, getting out of my house, getting out away from technology, getting, you know, tuning into nature. And as I go for a walk, then I'm, you know, I'm tuning in and, and I'm listening and I'm I'm more open to the inspiration and the guidance that that's around me. So it might be going for a walk or it might be taking a bath or it might be just, you know, okay, I need five minutes to myself. I'm going to close the door. Nobody bother me for five minutes because I just need some quiet. I need some downtime. So, you know, it's what does feel right for you and make sure that you take that every day you know, do something. It doesn't always have to be the same thing, but make sure that that we are doing something that nourishes us, but also, you know, helps us to either disconnect or reconnect or, you know, whatever we need to do, you know, preserve our own energy so that we don't get drained and we aren't completely frazzled and, you know, with everything that's going on. But if we can take some time for ourselves, you know, even if it's five minutes to, to really just pause and, 
get away from all that, whatever your way is, maybe it's over a cup of coffee, or maybe it's, you know, just leaving the house or just having some quiet time to honor, to give yourself that gift each day so that you can take care of yourself because you don't have anything else to give other people if, if you don't have it for yourself. And I think that's, that's something that we all need to learn and to be intentional about that. You know, if we don't put that on the schedule and make it important, then it doesn't happen. And so I know that for myself, I have practices that I do in in the morning. I have some that I do at nighttime and I have some even that I weave in throughout the day. But it's it's finding those ways to to reconnect, to be grounded, to be in gratitude, to to be in open space of receptivity. You know, all of those things can feed us. And it's. It's finding ways to incorporate that in our routines. Absolutely. I think that's so important, you know, recognizing how important it is to really take time for ourselves and to step back and slow down and open ourselves up to, to those practices, whether or not it's, you know, going for a slow walk or taking a bath. Yeah, absolutely. We, we all need that. You know, when we start to slow down is when we can really start to hear Mm-hmm. And those messages can start to come through a lot clearer and we can, you know, then learn to become aware of those and recognize yeah. them when they are coming through. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So Christine, uh, tell our listeners where they can find you and maybe what you are currently working on these days. Okay. I have two websites, uh, Christine Growth, K-R-I-S-T-E-E-N-G-R-O-T-H.com. That is my author website. So my books are on there and the books are are on Amazon. So you can find them there as well. Uh, I also have ChrisGrowth.com, which is my healing website. So all of my healing services, as well as my books and other products and things are on that. That's K-R-I-S-G-R-O-T-H.com. I'm currently working on the next book. I'm about a third of the way in. So I hope for that one to be released in the fall. So that'll be um, like the others with a healing journey and romance mixed in. So uh, uh, each of the books is loosely connected, but they are also standalone. So you don't have to have read the others. You can you can jump in at any point. Beautiful. And we will add your links to our show notes so people can find you easily. And thank you, Christine, for being here today with us and just sharing your, your story and your wisdom around your books. And thank you for this beautiful conversation. And thank, thank you so you. much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. It was our pleasure. And thank you for listening to Be The Love Podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to our show, please share the love by sharing it with your friends, giving us a five-star written review on iTunes or liking us on Facebook. And please consider supporting our mission to awaken our souls with special guest interviews and speak the love conscious conversations with your co-hosts, myself and Brenda, for a low dollar monthly donation of $2.22 or $5.55. It really helps with the operating cost of the podcast and we can continue to spread the love so to contribute visit our patreon website at patreon.com forward slash be the love podcast and stay tuned for more episodes being released on mondays and thursdays at 5 55 a.m mountain time
Thank you, Heather Lynn, for providing us with your beautiful song to accompany our show, Be the Love. If you would like to learn more about Heather Lynn and her music, please visit her website at heatherlynnmusic.com. And thank you, Christy Grace at Leading Edge Productions for the beautiful design and graphic. And thank you for tuning in. And until next time, we are souls on the journey to align to our divine purpose and shine our lights. So keep on shining.